Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Empowered Homes podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to grow strong families by connecting church and home. Uh, today, we got a special episode. We have live in studio, John Trent. John, welcome. Hey, great to be with you. Thanks, Bobby. So, John, you have been working with families for a long time. I'm not going to tell yeah. how long, but yeah. for a while. You've written tons of great books, uh, lots of content, but if there's someone watching or listening, tell, tell us who you are. Yeah, um, well, you know, I, I used to be the anomaly. So when I went to grade school 100 years ago, um, we were the only kids, think about this, in our grade school. Now, this is a large public grade school. We were the only kids from a single-parent family. Mm. Now, there was one other girl whose who's, uh, dad had died in a car wreck, but we were the only kids from a divorced home wow. in our grade school. Well, my wife is a uh, first, second grade teacher. She had 22 kids in her class last year, 18 were just like me. Eighteen were from either single parent or you wow. know broken families. Or, and the point is, um, I think where I really started was just we didn't grow up in a Christian home. You know, dad leaves when you're two months old. Um, just my life's falling apart. And then this big six foot four Jesus shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played football. Is actually named Doug Barum, and uh, was our young life leader. Wow! And uh, and that's what really changed all of our lives. Our young life. He ended up leading me to Christ, my twin brother to Christ, my older brother to Christ, my mom to Christ. I think our cat snuck in, uh, but somehow um, theologically, I don't know if that's true. But the point is, is that <laughs> you know it just takes sometimes just one. We didn't know. Everybody yeah. thinks. Yeah. Everybody knows. So we're first generation Christians. I marry. Cindy, my precious, awesome wife, she came from a big town, a big time alcoholic home, except her dad didn't leave. Mm. And finally, he got in a big wreck. He only hit a wall. He didn't praise God. He didn't hit anybody else. Wow. But he, judge sent him to, said either go to jail or go to AA. And he did and dried out and was very repentant. Mm. And uh, both my dad and his dad were World War II guys trying to drink away the pain. Yeah. So that was, you know, my story is I began working with kids, and they were just as broken as I was. Mm. And then I realized, you know, well, today, brokenness is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just kind of more contemporary. I'm old, but I'm contemporary in the standpoint that a lot of what I get to do is just help people put together pieces. Yeah, and we're on the same page there, same you know, parents divorced when I was two, going back and forth between parents, um, both struggled with addiction, yeah. uh, grow, non-churched, yeah. anything. Like, I didn't know what Baptist was till I showed up to a Baptist college, know. you know, like yeah. I, I was... Billy yeah, who? Yeah. Billy Graham? Wait, yeah. who? And so I, I, I we're, we're kindred spirits with that, but uh, you've been doing and investing in families for decades now, and, yeah. and that's kind of the heart behind it of... of because, and for me, of like, I'm trying to figure this out, not only for my family, but how can I help and bring others along with me? Right. And, so, and that's, yeah. again, sometimes you teach best what you most need to learn. Yeah. And, and again, uh, Shakespeare has one of his characters in King Lear say, 
He laughs at scars who himself never bore a wound. Mm. And so I think one advantage, if there is any, I mean, trust me, yeah. I would have much rather grown up with the kind of dad that we're trying to help develop. Yeah. And with a, yeah. I, I did have a phenomenal mom. I, I, I had the world's best, uh, mm. but she was a rheumatoid arthritic and had to retire early. And we had to work for rent. I mean, not mm. just work. So I think, you know, for a lot of people, um, and I, you know, we've been talking about all this uh, past stuff, a lot of people go, that doesn't affect me, affect me, affect me. And, um, but the people around them see it every day. And that's what we'll kind of get into today is, is that boy, for some of us, we didn't grow up in an environment where they valued relationships. And boy, you come to know Christ, and you realize he is the most relational person on the planet. Yeah. And as you get to know him, I mean, you realize, okay, wait, there's this disconnect. Yeah, you know? and this disconnect of getting to know him, but then also understanding the church and the design to be in relationship with the community of believers. Yeah. That's a or, whole nother. Or your yeah. spouse. I mean, Cindy spouse, used yeah. to go, well, I mean, is this as deep as you get? And I go, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> let's go to the movie. Yeah. And um, you don't know about relationships. Yeah. And and so, again, that's that's part of why we're talking today Absolutely. is uh, even if you came from a great family, it doesn't mean you're, you know, have a corner on the market, particularly with day today with so much subtraction of relationships. So yeah. that's, that's well, why it's so important. That, that's why we're here today. We're going to talk about your, your new book, uh, The Relationally Intelligent Child, Five Keys to Helping Your Child or Helping Your Kids Connect with well with others and this book uh just been a few months it's been out yeah it's brand new it's sold out on amazon and then came back uh up and um and so uh uh and and, you know I, i had the great privilege uh, Bobby, you always want to write a book with somebody that's smarter than you, yeah, you know. So yeah. you and Brad did a yeah. did a book together, and of course you're the smart one. No, no Brad's no, smart too. Brad. But but, um, but uh, Dr. Dewey Wilson uh, runs Strong Marriages in Dallas. He's uh, uh, you'll see him at Cowboy Games. He's the guy that runs all the headsets for the Cowboys. Wow, so okay. He's on the sidelines. What a great job, huh? And um, but but his day job is helping. He used to build houses. Is now he builds families, mm. and uh, yeah, but super smart, cognitive doctorate in cognitive learning, and he, so we, together we were just talking about all the brokenness today. Yeah. But in particular, add to all the brokenness. Then okay, let's do something else. You didn't come from a home where there was a lot of great relationship skills. Well, let's just move not just six part, feet apart, but you know, let's just yeah. shut down everything. Yeah. Church, relationships, families. Don't you dare go see grandma. You know, just and we move into isolation and we were created for connection. Yeah. And so that's really what the relationally intelligent child, Bobby, here's the bottom line. The average parent today is like really concerned, oh, my kid is, you know, lost eight IQ points or whatever, you know, IQ is overrated. And, you know, you and I are both educated. And, you know, by that, I'm saying, you know, I mean, send your kid to school, help them. But I'm telling you where they've lost ground amazingly is in the ability to relate. And masks don't do it. Screens don't do it. We can get into that a little bit. But the point is, um, man, if you don't know how to, to, if there was ever a time, let's put it that way, to coach your kids to be relational, you know, uh, then it's coming out of this pandemic and it's just the reality of a broken world. Man, we're, we can gift our kids tremendously 
if we'll help them again, be like Jesus in the standpoint of being able to relate well with all different kinds of, kinds of people. Yeah, and I want to come back to some of the challenges of our culture, all that stuff. But, you know, even as a dad who I just sent my kids off to school, yeah, you know, I'm praying for them. I'm sitting in my office thinking about it, but then I'm praying like, God, I just hope they make good friends. And I'm praying for their relationship. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, I hope they are good friends to others and they're taken care of. And my kids don't know a stranger just because they're around people all the time. But yeah. uh, I still, I, I, my hope and desire, and I know a lot of parents, like I've talked with parents of like, man, they just don't, they're not connecting and, or, you know, older kids who uh, they see a friend group hanging out on social media, but they're not invited. And so yeah. they're like, well, do I, t- do I call their parents and say, why was my kid not invited? And then there's like this tension and awkwardness of, like it's a weird time to be a parent it is. in yeah. our culture. But what would you say is like some of the main factor other than the pandemic, that's just been a mess of isolation. But yeah. what are some of the main factors of why relationships have been so difficult? Is it screens? Is it devices? Is it parents not teaching well, these things? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, start start with maybe a mom or dad or both who are themselves disconnected. I mean, for example, men are down to one friend, yeah. if that, okay? Um, in the new latest clinical studies, women are down to just a few, and couples have very few. And the wolf loves lone sheep. Yeah. I mean to tell you, when you get isolated and disconnected, we, we were meant to... to uh, again, we were created for connection. We were meant to have a shared load. Can I give you a quick example? Absolutely. All right, now think about this. There's a phenomenal study out of Virginia Tech. Now, uh, the Virginia Tech campus, the, I guess there's this high, big high hill, okay? And, you know, you're going to school. Somebody pulls you over. Hey, you want to be in a clinical study? Who doesn't want to miss class? Hey, we'll give you a note. You can get out of class kind of a deal. And so what they would do is, they, Bobby, they looked for two different kinds of people. They looked for somebody by themselves, and then they looked for somebody with somebody, okay? okay? So it could be a roommate, maybe they're dating, you know, whatever. But, you know, hey, here's a pair. Here's somebody by themselves. So they take the person by themselves, and um, a, a ranger pack, if you go through ranger school, you're carrying the entire time a 65-pound pack. Okay, well, what they did is they put a 50-pound pack. Now, so for a civilian, that's yeah. – for anybody, that's heavy. Yeah. Okay, so you've got a 50-pound pack on. It was a visual perception study. So you're staring at this high hill. You're by yourself. You've got on a backpack, and now you're supposed to judge how hard is it going to be to climb that hill and how steep – and how high and steep is it. And every time when they were alone, guess what? They they The hill was higher. Yeah. Okay, it was higher and it was going to be harder to climb. Well, now you had somebody that was with somebody. And so you put on a pack, but the person next to you goes, I'm going up the mountain with you. Yeah. And then they'd have them put their hand on your shoulder. And in every case, when when you were really attached to that person, now again, these are people that that have a relationship, but but when you got somebody that says, hey, I'm putting my hand on my sh- on your shoulder. I'm going up the hill mm. with you. Yeah. And it shrinks the hill perceptually. Uh, and our kids are facing so many hills, mm. you know. So what you're doing, you know, I know you do this really cool kayak fishing thing, you know, with yeah. your Well, you know, that's not a team sport. If yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, you're one yeah. person. I mean, I guess there are 
dual kayaks. Uh, are there? Yeah, there's, okay, all right. there's a bunch. But, yeah. but the point is um, your son, you know, you've got uh, one for him too. Mm-hmm. And so now you're dry, you're going out together and it's the kind of thing where, okay, you know, uh, you can't take your kid golfing, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you can when they get older maybe and they'll, they'll beat you probably, but, but what, but it's the whole point of, of, um, well, man, inviting that kid in, teaching them about relationships. You mentioned your kids don't have a stranger. Bobby, it's not about just personality. Does yeah, that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you have more than one kid, right? Mm-hmm, and they're all different. Yep. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, my twin brother and I, are very different, you know, and, and so don't come up and try to hug me in the airport, you know, unless you know it's me yeah. instead of Jeff. He's a scientist and doesn't want to touch people, but he's really good at relationships, but he comes at it through a different way. Mm. So that's what we're trying to teach parents with yeah. this relationally intelligent child is to go, man, all right, the needs there, you need to be the one model. You need to be that high hill person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then from there, then you get to teach your kids how to be relationally intelligent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want our listeners and, and viewers to go pick up the book. I don't, the five keys to helping your kid. The, these five keys as you go through, um, just in a nutshell, big picture, 30,000 foot. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to go through each one. But yeah. I love that they're not so difficult that I can't wrap my brain around them. Yeah, I mentioned, you know, I wrote this with a really smart guy, but a lot of really, really smart people are good at making it clear, yeah. not just confusing. And and it, But just picture kind of some stair steps, and it starts with attachment. You're having your hand on their shoulder, mm-hmm. and then we, we talk about just the need to help your kid explore. And that doesn't just mean explore their environment. That's important. So yeah. you don't want to, you know, block your kid from, oh, don't, you know, the way you can't, don't even think about getting in a tree, you know, or because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you might fall down, you know, but you need to encourage their exploring but then ex- teach them how to explore other people, and we get into that. But then, so now they're exploring. Well, guess what? Once they start exploring, I've got a one-year-old granddaughter, and she's almost there when it comes to walking. We thought the other yeah. day she had it, but she was kind of like falling with style. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, it was almost a step. It was probably a step, but yeah. it didn't really count. But she's right there. But what happens is when you start exploring, you're going to fall down. So that's why you need to teach them resilience. So attachment, and then again, help them explore, help them be resilient. And we go into all these specifics on, on these, but, but practical things. And then from that point, you're ready to make even better decisions. Because it's when you can get back up and you realize, yeah. well, I mean, when what, what are some of your best decisions? They're from the ones where you made bad decisions. Yeah. And you realize, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. And you help them process that. So now they can make you know good decisions, and then they're kind of like where your kids are, is they're ready to go run out and help somebody else because they're full enough yeah. relationally that that it's like well I don't I mean everybody wants friends and you need things, but when you do as a parent man when you really fill them up with attachment and encouragement and 
get them to explore uh, and, and test their limits. And if they fall down, help them understand they can get back up and and that that okay you're going to make some bad decisions but you can make better decisions and and from that point man that's the fifth element is uh, what we call future focused service and yeah. that is go change the world yeah. and they believe they can because they've got that secure base yeah so that's really what the book's yeah. about and a uh, lot of fun it's so good and then what i love is you know even in the end there's so much practical application and you get to kind of uh, assess yourself and yeah. assess your kids and yeah. then gives you some action steps and a plan yeah. to, to do all that. It's so good. You said it towards the end. Uh, you guys wrote this. Great parents are like great coaches. Unpack that just for a second. Well, um, I was fortunate. Now, right away, somebody's you know got a memory of that coach that, uh, you know, I did have one coach that would, you know, like I wrestled in college and was like, you just had to keep climbing ropes until your your forearms were so tired you finally fell, and, which is not a good not a good thing when you're climbing a rope that's pretty high. Um, so I did have one pathological coach, but I had some phenomenal coaches, and they were in there with you. They were. Um, yeah, they they were ahead of you in areas. Um, the first coach like that, uh, he'd been an army ranger. He had uh, wrestled in college. He was, uh, but uh, he, he was, I mean, I wasn't a Christian. Every time I cussed, he made me take a lap, go outside and take a, you wow. know, uh, take a laugh, and I began to realize, okay, around him there is there's a difference. There's a difference, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's what again again with coaching. Um, what we're saying to parents is not like uh, you you are uh, just a, a key part of parenting, I guess, is is coaching and moving them towards something. So what a yeah. really good coach does is kind of get you moving yeah. towards something and even see capabilities you have and point that out. Now, we call that the blessing, yeah. um, but where you begin to help kids realize, oh, my gosh, maybe I do have some strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, wow, if I fall down – they're not totally freaking out, you know. And uh, I mean, my mom would be disappointed, but uh, I mean, we got brought, brought home by the police this one time. It's like three in the morning. That's never a good thing. And wakes up my mom. And, and long story short, is, you know, I remember sitting there going, um, you were at the table, my twin brother and I, and she doesn't say a word. And I'm going, well, you know. And Jeff, my twin brother, is a scientist. He doesn't have to talk. So he's just waiting. He doesn't say anything. But after about a minute, I can't, I can't, I have to say, so I go, well, I guess this means you don't love us anymore. Mm. And I will never forget her eyes just flew open. And she is, you know, this has nothing to do with love. I am tremendously disappointed in you, but I will always love you. And I knew, you know, right then, man, okay, I'm grounded and everything else. But, um, but man, Jesus says in Hebrews thirteen five, I will never leave you nor forsake yeah. you. So when you get that, when you really get that, and that's what relational intelligence yeah. really is all about, is I am so loved, really, really, even when I fall down, even then, well, then I can begin to get up and move towards God's best. So yes. that's what it's yeah. about. So good. The relationally intelligent child, uh, fantastic, just I've enjoyed getting into this um, book for myself and helping me kind of understand some things with my kids. You know, like you said, the personalities are different. My oldest is, you know, 
he just doesn't care. He doesn't care what anybody thinks of him. Right. He, I wish I had that. You yeah. Know, my middle daughter, she cares about what everybody thinks. Of right. Her. Right. And then my youngest, he's just a blur because he's just running so fast everywhere. And yeah. So you, you, it's helped me kind of identify the differences with them, but also. Uh, things that I need to model. Yeah. And it's really challenged me as a parent because the, I want them to see how dad is leading out in these areas. I can't just say, you need to do this. And then I'm like, I don't want any friends. I'm yeah. just going to isolate and be by myself. You know, there's been some really tough deals that I've, I've had to grow with, but yeah. with this book, the relationally intelligent child, you know, with this season of the podcast, one of the things we're really trying to do is, okay, we're asking parents. I want, I want, I would, Every parent watching or listening on the podcast, you got to have this book. But why? Like, yeah. what's if if I send a parent to this to read through this? What's the return on investment, if you will? Like, yeah. What, what would you say that would be? Yeah. Well, I think you know the average parent really does want. Remember that high hill study I talked yeah. about. I think the average person, the average parent, really wants to know. All right. Somebody's got their hand on your shoulder, and yeah. uh, and that's what I I think and really believe, and really why we wrote this in a lot of ways was just hopefully they're going to realize, oh my gosh, okay, there are people in my life and people I can begin to develop, and and uh, but God Himself who has got His hand on my shoulder. So I think that's I think it's just parents need a dose of uh, it's not missile science even you know it's yeah. it's even though a missile scientist should read it but uh it is uh it is practical help but really written with the, somebody's got their hand on your shoulder mm-hmm. so if they want want some encouragement that's when that's how i'd pick it up it's not just yeah you're not doing this yeah. it's boy if we can do it anybody can do it yeah that's <laughs> so good and that's the thing with parents like if you know we get we feel guilt enough. Like, yeah. Man, I blew up on my kid or yeah. I did something wrong or, man, I should have done it that way. And then the culture we're in, the comparison on Instagram, look, oh, yeah. look what he's doing with his kids. I got to do – and so we're always constantly feeling this. That's not this book. This book yeah. is to encourage, to support you, to give you some handlebars to yeah. really – pour in and coach your kids and i love it and uh john so hey. thankful for your time today hey um, thanks for all you guys are doing we're gonna put all this uh info on uh the description of the podcast and have all that there but uh if you want more information about john and his ministry strongfamilies.com you can find all of that there and if you're looking for great resources for marriage parenting and personal growth just always check out empoweredhomes.org john thank you man thank you hey for your time. great being with you yeah appreciate you